0: the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at at nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Matthew 13 verse 52 says, Every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven Is like a head of a household who brings out of his treasure things new and old. We've been working through the seven parables in Matthew 13 of the kingdom. During the week, we were working at Raglan, and I needed an attachment for my cordless drill. And I tried to get one at one of the big uh, Hamilton uh, timber outlets, but they were out of stock. You know, blame COVID. Um, to my delight, this little and local General Raglan Hardware store had about five of the attachments I needed on just one of the beautifully arranged shelves, along with uh, everything from gardening to fishing gear, plumbing to pest eliminate, eradication, and even just some gift things thrown in for good measure. And actually they did sell timber and nails too, by the way, of course, and the service was friendly, the prices were high, but hey, time's money, eh, when you're desperate. Eugene Peterson unpacks our key verse today with a fairly loose translation in the message version, which is on the front page of your bulletin, but as usual, he gives a freshness that shines new light on this verse. He says, Then you will see how every student well trained in God's kingdom is like the owner of a general store who can put his hands on anything you need, old and new, exactly when you need it. Other translations use words like householder, master of the house, homeowner, house owner head of the household, and one version simply says, someone. But Peterson uses the words general store owner. I kind of like this idea that our lives are to become like a general store with old and new treasure available to all. Where we live above this storehouse of treasure (laughs) 24-7, Now, um, most of you could well be freaking out right now, saying no thanks to this lack of privacy and time off, (laughs) but um, actually when you run a service business or manage a farm, you do kind of get used to being on call 24-7. It becomes a lifestyle and not a job. Once again, there just are layers of meaning in this one verse given by Jesus as the last of seven parables of what the kingdom of heaven is like in Matthew 13. Another story, bear with, when Jenny and I were on the west coast of the South Island, back in March, we decided we'd explore the coast road north of Westport, and we came to the remains of the Deniston Mine. Well, when I say we came to it, we actually had to drive eight kilometres uphill around about 25 hairpin hairpin corners, uh, in the car of course, (laughs) and um, we didn't climb the mountain but the car did, but it was worth it, what a treasure chest for anyone interested in engineering marbles, how they used to get the coal down this mountain, and community memoirs. And I, th- I don't know if Jenny was really into it, but we're, together we read <laughs> heaps of laminated uh, boards of, of, the, of info on the mine and the town that must have been a, just a thriving little place at the height of the coal era. And one photo showed a row of mining houses, mining bungalows, and the caption said, no one ever locked their house because imagine your house being locked and being away, and your neighbor needing something. Isn't that cool? They never locked their house. Rob's smiling. He's from down there. <laughs> um, they never locked their house just in case the neighbor needed something. Isn't that kind of a picture of biblical community? This parable is different in that it doesn't start with the words, the kingdom of heaven is like dot, 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 as the others do. Jesus takes a moment to check in before this parable, takes a moment to check in that they'd all understood his parables up to this point. He pauses, do you understand? They said, yes, in verse 51. And whether it was in response to their answer or like a little PS footnote, Jesus adds this final parable saying scribes or people who understand the stuff of the kingdom are like, so it's a different format. But in other words, he's saying if you really understand the kingdom, you'll buy into it and begin to display kingdom qualities and share kingdom stuff, and then yous will be like the kingdom. That's Huntley speak. (laughs) Yous will be like the kingdom. You'll be like the kingdom. You, that's us, will be like the kingdom. This is a direct challenge, is it not, to his listeners. Just, you know, not just to gain head knowledge. He didn't want them just to know a whole lot of stuff. He wanted them to live this kingdom, this kingdom lifestyle. 24-7. The word scribe used in this verse doesn't really have the same meaning as elsewhere in Scripture. You see, scribes, especially in the Old Testament, were usually writers or note-takers. They took down what prophets said. They were those who were good at listening. They were into detail, and they were great at taking minutes at meetings. (laughs) I just guessed that. That's not what Jesus meant. In this context, as that would eliminate most of us, especially me, he was really saying that those who have a heart and a passion for an understanding of God's written word, who then encounter the living word, Jesus, have an authority that spills out onto others. I hope you caught that. Those who have a heart and a passion for an understanding of God's written word, who then encounter the living word, have an authority that spills over onto others, like that householder that speaks of authority. Matthew 12:35 says, The good man brings out of his good treasure what is good, and the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. There's a whole sermon just in that one verse. Jesus was talking about fruit. What is the fruit of your life? You can tell a tree by its fruit. He's saying that careful and solid input over time will create a reservoir of treasure. And out of that reservoir will come life to others. No use having it remain with that holder and being stale. Yes, we'll slip up and we'll fail. We all will fail and slip at times. But steady, persistent application of what we read and hear about from God's Word, if we're not just hearers but doers of the Word, this will create treasure in our hearts. I think Queen Elizabeth II was actually a great example of this. Her faith gave her love, kindness, and wisdom that everyone came to appreciate. We're hearing it over and over from all around the world. But it was the Holy Spirit that gave her endurance and stamina to finish well. It's a good goal, isn't it? To finish well. And even when provoked she still thought the best of others this well of treasure that we build up it's not the same as the treasure mark spoke about because that is the pearl of great price worth selling everything for in order to buy that treasure was really knowing jesus intimately that 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 Closeness that we can have when we get to know the Savior. That's the pearl of great price, which leads us to desiring his word. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me. The the word used for the treasure in verse 52 could really more accurately be translated as deposit place or treasury, where you put treasure where treasure is kept. This is where we store up things to be pulled out at the right moment, kind of like a well-organized kitchen, garage, or warehouse. (laughs) Encountering the bringer of the kingdom of heaven teaches or disciples us to be a treasury of new and old things, ready to be shared out. Song of Songs 7, verse 13 says, The mandrakes have given forth fragrance, and over our doors are all choice fruits, both new and old, which I have saved up for you, my beloved. We have a saviour who saves up both new and old fruits, especially for us his beloved, in whatever season of life we're in, exactly when we need it. He remembers our dreams. He remembers the treasure we've put in our hearts. What a saviour. What a God we serve. Amen. As blood brought children of the living God, we should have a fragrance to us that blesses others. There should be a a, a good taste in people's mouth and they've met and been with us. Disciples of this kingdom are blessed to be a blessing. Yes, there will be a day of God's wrath when the grace period to get to know him will end. The sixth parable that we've yet to mention in our list of kingdom likenesses is the parable of the dragnet and it warns us that at the end of the age there is a judgment. It will be like a dragnet that has pulled up good and bad fish together. After it's pulled up on the beach the good are contained and the bad are thrown away as only God decides to be destroyed in a furnace of fire and Jesus said there will be weeping. And gnashing of teeth. Jesus then asks, do you understand? Let's just read that bit to familiarize us again with scripture. Let's open the word. Matthew 13, 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea and gathering fish of every kind. And when it was filled, they drew it up on the beach and they sat down and gathered the good fish into containers But the bad they threw away, so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth and take out the wicked from among the righteous and will throw them into the furnace of fire. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes, who is this man? Who is this man who displayed every fruit of the Spirit but who spoke also of a judgment and a kingdom that would arrive in great power to usher in a new era of the Spirit but who also spoke judgment? He's the only door to salvation. We need to ask him in to be Lord and Saviour. And repent of our sin. He's the only hope for our broken world. Jesus ends with a challenge. And every good preacher should end with a challenge. And the challenge should always challenge the preacher first. For which this preacher needs today. The people hadn't heard these parables before. That day on the beach. Because the gospel It actually began in the heart of God before the world was formed. But it was concealed until the right moment in history in order, in order to be revealed in person. God himself bringing news of this kingdom in the person of Jesus. We're just so blessed, aren't we, to be living in the season of grace. You know, this window. But we need to honor the foundation laid in the Old Testament. To the hearers that day, this was all new. But in reality, it was actually based on the the old set of instructions they knew from Moses. So this is the old and the new now we're looking at. The treasure we contain in these earthen vessels is both old and new. It's what the world needs right now. Last week, I said that we each have a strategic position or position uh, to fill in being yeast in society. Each of us has a little role to play. We need to come together. You know, we need to do this this church, this communion, this, this fellowship. We need to come together and be filled and encouraged regularly so we can go out. We need our church to fulfill our individual calling out in the community. In this fellowship, we have prison officers, debt centre managers, personal trainers, musicians, social workers, youth workers, those who help on the marais, mothers in kindies and schools. We have designers, builders, farmers, greenkeepers, beekeepers. Once we gain a vision for sharing out of our, our treasury, old and new, Both wisdom and creativity, that's essentially what it is, wisdom and creativity, we receive the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, and there's an eternal reward. But when we hold on tightly to our gift, it's like taking a shortcut to living. Have you ever thought about stepping out and being A sports chaplain, for example. Or someone who supports the police. Those are both ministries that the Baptist movement is involved in right now. And they're desperate for people. The police are desperate for supporters. And they're open to prayer. Sports teams, desperate for chaplains. And they're open to prayer. In a sense these last two parables are linked. One warns of the consequences of falling away, of failing to instruct our kids in the ways of the Lord, withholding our gifts and talents to serve our own vision instead of his, or rejecting the King of Kings altogether. It warns about those things and the consequences that will end up in the fire. The other speaks of investing, investing in our souls, soaking up the wisdom of old, getting the word of God into our spirit and being hungry to learn new things, diligently storing up treasure to be shared where and when needed. These seven parables, I've just enjoyed how God has spoken to me through them, they've revealed something of the character of God to me. And he wants us to build depth, but still be open to change and creativity. Most of all, though, they reveal what life is like when Jesus, our Saviour, is Lord and King. It's his kingdom, not ours. This is our time to shine, church. Let's be a fragrance the world looks forward to being with. It's time to avoid negative info and maybe get off social media perhaps for a while and share out of our treasury. Things old and new. Let's prove ourselves to be disciples of this upside-down kingdom. Being that general store open for business 24-7. With some breaks, of course. And lots of coffee <laughs> to wash down that unleavened bread we were supposed to be in Parable 3. <laughs> next week, next week we begin a, uh, a series in the book of Hebrews. Where Ivo, Ivy will unpack, will you? <laughs> Chapter 1, one to 1-4. Titled God's Final Word. In his son. Today I ask the question, who is this man, Jesus, who was concealed in the Old Testament and revealed in the new? Come next week and discover more of who he really is. If you've never received him, today is the day. And we'd love to pray with you to receive Jesus into your life. You know, we never know when our time is up. Three days ago, we had a queen. And with no warning, she's gone. Who knew? She was only 96. We weren't ready for her to go. <laughs> but she was. She was ready. Are you ready? Am I? Amen. Father, thank you for this. This little quirky parable, Lord, about treasure, old and new, help us to take on board the right things as we leave here. Allow our minds to receive good stuff, our ears to hear good stuff, and watch what we look at. God, I just pray we'd just put into that treasury inside us the good that you want. And mostly from your word. Let your uh, written word become alive through knowing the living word, Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just can't say thank you enough. You're beautiful. Thank you, Lord. We look forward to your coming. Lord, we know we are to shine while we're here. Thank you, God, for this purposeful life. And for the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, through the journey and on that journey wherever we are needed, and to give away whatever we need to. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.